0: All right, welcome to the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith, and this is our inaugural interview on the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. And I thought it would be appropriate as I was, uh, as I am down in Alabama this weekend at Brother Matt's house, and I thought, you know what? Why don't we have? Brother Matt uh, just have a little interview on the podcast, so he reluctantly agreed to it as he doesn't like me much. We've known each other for pretty much all our lives, <laughs> used to share a room together, and he constantly recently continues to beat me in fantasy soccer, which is a little bit annoying. So I thought maybe he might have some advice for the fantasy world out there, and so I'll give him a platform to do it. So, um, Brother Matt, welcome to, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, uh, great. It's good to be here. You just called me something that most people might not know. You realize you just did that? Yes, I did. uh, Listen, some of my friends and family members uh, over the years uh, call me Grapes, which is silly in in itself. But anyway, so he often refers to me as that, as uh, I guess my regular name that our mother gave us isn't good enough. (laughs) Um, So listen, Matt, I'm going to ask you some questions, and uh, I want you to just be as candid as possible, right?
1: Yes, Dave, and I appreciate you have me on the old podcast.
0: Yeah, good, good. All right, well, here we go. Hey, when did you start watching the English Premier League?
1: nope It's a good question. You got me start watching the Premier League. I had to have been about 3 maybe 4 years ago. You know, both of us obviously, we grew up we grew up playing soccer. And um you got into it, started talking about it. You know, we talk on the phone a lot obviously yeah. and um you got me hooked, man. I started watching, and I, I couldn't stop.
0: It, it's, it's infectious, and that's what we're hoping uh, that us Americans can, can continue to infect other Americans and spread this love of, of uh, you know, the rest of the world calls it football. Sure. Us dumb Americans, we call it soccer. Right. Um, but, hey, we, we, we want to keep that spreading. So, hey, listen, so who do you support and why?
1: All right, well, everybody knows when you pick a team, that's your team. Right. And, and you can't switch teams. Well, no, for no. Be- for better or worse. You
0: don't want to be one of those people who like switches teams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it took us forever to finally get Brian to kind of link himself to a team. It kind of took him a season to kind sure. of figure it out. Sure. He has now seemed seemingly linked himself to the West Ham Hammers, which is good. So anyway, so you, you support who?
1: Well, I support uh, Liverpool.
0: The Liverpool Reds.
1: Yes. Right? Yep. I uh, you told me to pick a team, and uh, at the time I, I I'm trying to remember what season maybe the 2012 2013 season.
0: Probably, not I think that so. That that seems about right.
1: Not that it really matters, but uh, for most of the time, I, you know, Liverpool's been mid table. Let's let's be honest. We've been well, mid table for the last for a, ten years for, for the most part. Time. When you when I was picking a team, I didn't want to pick one of the Manchester's. To me, that's feeling of course like, that feels like rooting for. The Yankees. Yeah, sure. Who wants
0: it. to root for the Yankees or Red Sox? No, nah, I can't do it. So, this is not a baseball podcast, but anyway, This is just not saying. a baseball podcast. Sure.
1: So I decided I'm going to pick somebody right in the middle.
0: Yeah, good.
1: And I picked I picked Liverpool. Liverpool is a
0: great selection. Hey. They have historically, obviously, a a great history, if not one absolutely. of the
1: best histories in absolutely. the league. Absolutely, at least in English football.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, no, that's good. And so, obviously, you were probably a little upset about – the slip right <laughs> a couple a couple yeah. seasons ago
1: and gerard's my boy
0: man my boy. gerard slips and you lose suarez to barcelona uh you guys are really really good that season you i mean if it wasn't for that slip arguably you would have won the oh, won man. the title
1: there's there's several things coming down the stretch in that one that could have won us but you know
0: it is what it is so what is uh made your love for english premier league soccer what is it's kind of overtaken probably other american sports why do you think you
1: like it so much? All right, I would say there's there's a there would probably be a few reasons behind that. Um,
0: because I, the reason, only reason why I ask is this: okay. we have a lot of foreign listeners outside of the U.S., sure. and um, I love it because our our listener base in England is growing uh, every week. So from from you know when you grow up English, I'm sure you know rugby and, and cricket and soccer, or football for them, obviously is something that they pour their lives into and different than American sports. And so I think it might be interesting to uh people outside the US on hey, why are Americans like changing their minds on sports?
1: Well, I I would have to say that I'd be a little bit biased cuz instead of playing the major sports growing up football, like American football, baseball, I I grew up playing soccer. You know, both You're of right. us did. Yeah. So that was obviously a, uh, I'd be leaning towards it more but I guess a lot of it is accessibility. At least for us, the Premier League. You know, since NBC bought the rights, yeah. it's you can watch every yeah. game on your phone. Y- you or- and I
0: no longer have to exchange obscure websites oh, as we're trying to stream <laughs> and like close ten million pop-ups. Uh, as, stream to watch. Three me. billion viruses are, are infesting our yeah. um, our computers. Dark <laughs> days. <laughs> how no, happy so, were we i remember the no, day we when i found out that nbc it. bought the rights and they're going to be broadcasting Could the premier league it. games i was a, more yeah, than
1: thrilled great so game. you have accessibility then you had the fact that it's english but obviously it's the same language it's just a different right. accent sure i mean there's a lot of times in the past espn had sometimes or even you know espn deportes had been showing you know soccer games but it's just hard for me to stay informed yeah it's hard for me to stay informed, but i don't understand what the announcers are saying, so on and so forth sure the third part of that would be the style of play i mean it's it's kind of the
0: English football style of play
1: man they're, they're, it's rough, yeah no it's good it, it isn't finesse there's a lot of it' that's, there, there, there's a lot less finesse there's a lot more rough there's not a lot
0: of diving anymore there's
1: a lot there's, there's less diving
0: simulation I like that they give <laughs> cards for the old simulation yeah. All right, well, so enough about you. We don't care about you anymore. Exactly. Let's, let's listen to your – let's get some information on your fantasy soccer philosophies because you've done really, really well. You won the league uh, last year. You're currently in first place this year. So – Maybe we should have you
1: on every week. How about but, in, in the two previous years, I came in incredibly close second. That's right. Okay.
0: That's right. All right. Well, fine. Toot, toot your own horn. Let, listen, yeah. let's do it. I, I hope at this <laughs> point it all comes to a screeching halt. Yeah. Um. But what are some of your fantasy soccer starting lineup philosophies, like, right. like formations?
1: I haven't been playing as long as maybe some of the listeners have been, but um, I bet guess, I don't know, what, five, five years now? Yeah. Year so, yeah. So, yeah. My, my philosophy from the beginning of the season to the end pretty much stays, I'm going to play a 3-5-2. Five,
0: five, uh, I'm going to play three defenders. three
1: defenders, five midfielders, two, two, two strikers.
0: For, for what reason?
1: Most of the years since I've been playing, A, you've got five of them on the field, but your midfielders typically benefit, A, the, the, the good midfielders, the, the best ones, the, the Hazards, Coutinho's, Walcott's. They score, and they provide assists. They do the free kicks. They take corners. They they benefit very slightly from clean sheets. Okay. To me, overall so
0: – They're just more involved, really, they're, right? They're,
1: yes. They're more involved. I feel like they are more consistent. Yeah, you'll have Aguero, like who the last couple of weeks hasn't done much, and then today he has two goals and an assist. yeah.
0: yeah.
1: You know, obviously – in a perfect world, I would have started him today. I, I didn't have sure. him, but um,
0: and and it's also interesting too. Different seasons give us different uh, players and and styles. I mean, I remember those a few years ago. If you didn't have Suarez every week, you were falling behind, right? If, if you didn't, if you didn't him, if captain, you captain swore, Suarez, you had every to captain week, him every week. You were falling falling behind. It, it almost was just sort of a no brainer. And Mora's for a lot of last reasons, year. Last year was yeah. sort of like that, along with along with Vardy what it positions uh do you think are most important in other words like where do you like to invest your money
1: i i typically try to invest the major the overwhelming majority of my money in my midfield um and then i'll try and s- save some of that money to have at least one good striker this season i've tr- i've invested in two at least two good strikers um but th- my money tip i'm typically midfield heavy Typically, okay. typically midfield heavy. Sometimes, it, you know, it, it's varied from week to week. But sometimes I've been striker heavy. Earlier in the year, you guys talked about I had Ibrahimovic and and Aguero at the yeah. same time. Um,
0: did you did you didn't you for one week have Ibrahimovic, Aguero, and Lukaku? I did. Okay. well. I did,
1: but that didn't last long. No, I didn't. Okay. No, I didn't. Um, and my philosophy has been from from day one, and it's you know it's it's served me well. You you want to have a couple, you know, you want to have some defense, but you just you don't don't spend money on your defenders. Don't. It's just not worth it. To me, it? They're, they're they're the most clean
0: sheets seem hard to come by sometimes.
1: Last year, if you had lesser defenders, that was different because they were just but They weren't losing. We don't have a team like that this year.
0: There, there doesn't seem to be a a dominant no. defense no. that much, even with favorable schedules like mm-hmm. today. Yeah, Arsenal was playing at Sunder when they beat them four to one. But, but they still scored. Didn't get the clean sheet. Yeah. I thought uh, Bournemouth might have a chance. As I love that Scott's not here. Burnmouth, Burning mouth, as Brian would say. But I thought they had a good chance of possibly holding a clean sheet against Middlesbrough today, and they lost nope. to nothing. So yep. it's it's tough at times. Obviously, to clean sheets are, are very difficult to predict. Yep, they really, really are.
1: I feel like you have an easier time predicting that your good midfielders are going to have assists, sometimes goals. Yeah. Do you consider the schedule? At all upcoming schedule from
0: players that you are buying and/or like weekly kind of lineup changes.
1: I'm gonna be honest. I used to not, and it was surprising that those the two the first two years I played fantasy soccer. I'm probably really lucky that I finished second both times. Mm-hmm. Since I've been listening to this podcast, and you guys are very very neatly lay out the schedule, the upcoming schedule. I don't even have to look it up anymore. It's fantastic. (laughs) Good, (laughs)
0: good. So, yes. No, that's good. That's that's what we want to be able to do. I think sometimes you should stop listening since you continue to lead the league. I just
1: want to point out out that last year (laughs) when I won the league, I took y'all's advice and you weren't taking your own advice. I
0: know. Listen, Matt would call me sometimes and. And ask me who I captained or who I added, and I'd tell him and he and he said, "Why would you not take your own advice because I did and of course he would then end up uh with more success with us on on the the weekends. Does anything change like from the beginning of the segment to the end of the segment on kind of how you're you're putting your budget teams together
1: one thing i I always try and do, of course it was different when when we were playing on the e s p n fantasy because it was just that their budget last league was, season yeah yeah their budget league was different so with with the premier league fantasy you know you can only use one wild card you can play one bench play you can do one all attack right which that's way different than what we used to play in the whole you get right. one free transfer you lose money for more so i have tried to i have saved my wild card i think all you guys have already played yours yes so I have yeah. say I saved it kind of in the event that if there happened to be a lot of injuries off of international break that I would still have it. Yeah. Um, that being said, I've been lucky so far, and I I am somehow still a little bit ahead of you guys, and so I'm just kind of holding that in my back pocket. So yeah. when I need to really,
0: yeah, I've noticed make some changes, um, and I think it it makes a lot of sense. There's three inter- international breaks in the first segment, um, one in September, October, and November, and so. Uh, oftentimes injuries happen and weird things, especially after the transfer window shuts mm-hmm. after the first international yep. break. And yep. a lot of people use those moments, which I think is a good strategy to use the wild cards and make those plays. How do you select your captain? Like do you during the week when you're about to select your captain, and I know sometimes, at least for me, it's a very stressful, not stressful, but in good grief in the first world <laughs> sort of way, but you know, going about selecting a captain, uh, it, does it change week to week? Is it, hey, I'm just going to select this guy and ride or die, that's how it's going to be?
1: Well, it's funny that you're bringing this up because my philosophy, and we've talked about this ever since three, four years ago when Aaron Ramsey led the league in, in fantasy points, and we had talked about if I had just captained him every single time and yeah. just – let him have his bad weeks and just stayed on him. Just,
0: just never change it.
1: You know, I would have won that year.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, in fact, I would have finished really high nationally because yeah. of how well I did in the second segment. This year I've been saying the same thing. I just need to get it on somebody and just, you know, figure out who the best player, like, like Coutinho or Walcott. Or or, or, Walcott's like, injured or or maybe
0: even a Lukaku or yeah. Costa. Now, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you own Luk- – do you own Costa? I own Costa. You
1: do you know? <laughs> I own Costa and Lukaku right oh, now. Oh, man.
0: Costa.
1: Um the I know. Sold the sold you the sold, old soul. You sold the soul to the devil. So I'm gonna do my going forward, at least until now, I will probably leave it on Lukaku until he has a run, a bad spell probably. Because okay. this week the two weeks ago or last week when I thought when Arsenal had a favorable game against I guess it was Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough, yeah. And I captained Walcott, and now uh, you know it was it it, me nothing. It was, I know and I should have left oh, it on Lukaku. So annoying. Yeah, it's whatever.
0: So annoying.
1: Um, so usually, to answer your question, usually I try to get a player and just let him ride.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Leave it on him because in the long run, if he's scoring, if like right now, if I had left it on Coutinho, he only had two assists today, but he still scored high. Well, He'll I have like a couple how you said he only had two assists now, He could have had more. I mean, good grief. I think we had what seventeen shots that gone well. No, hey, real quick,
0: real quick, let's talk about the the Liverpool Crystal Palace game. And you don't get to to break down the games much, so let's 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 break down one game real quick.
1: Man, what a game! What <laughs> Listen, so cri- you can say uh, one li- thing about Liverpool, Liverpool
0: wins four to two. Goals coming from the Liverpool side from Emery, Sean, Dejan Lovren, Joel Maltip. Matip. Matip, excuse me. Thank you, as Scott's not here to correct me. I'm glad you are. And Roberto <laughs> Firmino. Now, obviously, Firmino, you can see a goal coming there. But those first three guys, those are not your normal Liverpool scores.
1: No, usually, we we like to save our defender goals to come against Arsenal in the <laughs> yeah. 99th. In n-
0: yeah, thank you. I feel like Skirtle has about 10 of those <laughs> in his back pocket. And then the Crystal Palace goal is coming from... Uh, of course everyone saw this James Macarthur with a brace on the double. Amazing. I don't know what
1: to say about that.
0: Yeah, so um so Liverpool uh listen I love it because it was a good high scoring game. Yep. Kind of they were the the late game today at 12:30 Eastern 11:30 Central here in the US so that hopefully the American public that was watching like that's no, a good, a good en- a touch entertaining
1: game for that. If if there was a game that they could they couldn't have scheduled a better game today because Yeah right. For any for any Americans that just happen to be flipping over to watch it, and especially that first half, yeah, in the, the first half it was three to two, I think at halftime. Uh yeah, and, yep. And I mean, what a back and forth, full throttle, up and down the field game. I mean, yeah. it was just nonstop.
0: It, if if you ask your average American why you don't watch soccer, what typically do they say?
1: You know, t- typically coming from where I work, you know, we have a lot of. I live in Alabama, <laughs> and down here, there's college football and nothing else. Sure.
0: It's Auburn and Alabama
1: football. And where and I live wrong, is closer right. to Tuscaloosa. It's mostly Alabama football. Yeah, yeah. So The average person will say, eh, you know, in soccer, it's like 0-0. Zero, zero, it's
0: very boring. They right? They call it boring. They call it yes. boring because there's not enough scoring. But when you see a 3-2 game today and it was back and forth, back yes. and forth, I mean, that's the type of stuff that, that is going to be very attractive to the American public.
1: It's funny. I got a couple. There, there's at least two of my buddies at work that I've got them watching some soccer games. Oh, good. And yeah. they, they commented on the fact they liked how there's no commercials. Yes. It's 45 that's, minutes straight. Yep. And then the halftime is only 15 minutes. It's all, yeah, it's very quick. So like – what is definitely one thing that
0: I love is is it's an hour and a half for the most part, hour and 45 mm-hmm. minutes from start to finish, and yep. it's over. And it's straight through. And you, I mean, come on. Who likes to watch commercials? Nobody, nobody. Right? Come on. Yeah. So, anyways, no, that's good. Um, your thoughts today, my, my, my uh, initial analysis just watching some of the game is, and we referenced this on the podcast, Liverpool has had problems keeping clean sheets. Yeah. They are – you know, kept one. It was nil nil against United a couple of weeks against ago. It's their first one of the year. It's their only one of the year. Right. Going yeah. forward, they don't have any problems. And we've referenced this many times offensively. In fact, I think you've probably had the the stats for us before that they take as many and or more shots than anyone in the league. Hmm. Uh, offensively, they do not struggle. No. Defensively, though. They seem to struggle. Karius lets in an abnormal amount of goals, and Scott referenced this this past week, Which without I, seeing many I, shots. I didn't realize that until Scott threw that stat out there. It
1: kind of happened today as
0: well. Uh, they gave up They gave up two goals, and they and Karius well, only saw about eight shots. I would
1: say the first goal wasn't his fault so much as Lovren gifted MacArthur with that goal. Well,
0: that's fair. He
1: made up for it by scoring a couple minutes. I sure. think it was he scored three minutes later.
0: Yeah. Uh, which is good, but I wonder. I guess an outsider would say, "Hey, listen, can can Liverpool continue to score four goals a week, or is that going to catch up with them? Because they're right there in the title hunt. They're absolutely a title contender with Arsenal and yep. City, and you know Chelsea's kind of puffing their chest up a little bit now. Yep. Sit, you know, United had they kind of fell back a little bit today, getting a draw at Ooh. Burnley. Ooh. But
1: I Liverpool
0: is absolutely in the title hunt, and and there's no reason why they they are not a contender." Absolutely, this year. So, is this defensive problem going to be an issue? The deeper we get into the year, I'm
1: gonna be honest. I, I mean, it's it. You have to. I think any logical person would say it has to be. It it is an issue. You I know, mean, obviously, if you're letting in goals, that's a problem. I think it's what happened. Even when we had back when we had Suarez and Brendan Rodgers. typically the teams that that would try and park the bus, we would struggle with and we get scored. This game is not like that because Palace was all – they were just – Palace was coming at you. They were, yes, they were coming at us. They, they did not put 10 people behind the ball. They did, did not. They, did they? No.
0: Um, so is that the way to play Liverpool, to make them just, just kind of pack it in and just wait for the counter? I mean, if you're playing against them and you want success, and if, if you're Burnley, you, you only have so many options – and now Burnley, Burnley beat Liverpool early this they year. Ironically, people. Burnley today drew United, so they beat Liverpool, Everton. It took a last-second goal for Arsenal to beat them. Um, the
1: difference being, they did those Arsenal, Liverpool, and Everton at home.
0: They drew United at, at United. Old Trafford, which is crazy. Incredible. Tom Heaton had the game of his life today. Incredible. I started him. <laughs> now, okay, so I picked. Ibrahimovic. To, we'll talk about this real briefly. I, I captained Ibrahimovic today yes. because I thought at home against Burnley he has a great chance for a brace. Yes. You, who are you two goalkeepers in the Fantasy Premier League? Foster for West Brom. Okay. And Heaton. and Heaton. So okay, so you don't have you didn't have great yeah. options but today.
1: This goes back to my point. So of, if I was you, I, I would have started. Money I would have
0: started started Heaton as well. Because I would have been more worried that Manchester City has been in a better form than United has. United has been struggling. So I well, see – And they, they have. Heaton's been – he's had games like this before where he, I think he may have had 11 saves today, 11 yeah, or 12 saves. Had,
1: um, we can probably find this real quick. Heaton had 11 saves today. Yeah. Which in the fantasy Premier, – the Premier League fantasy system, Heaton's going to end up with bonus points. Yeah, because he'll probably be the man of the match, obviously. He keeps getting – in fact, he makes so many saves that the the bonus points he gets every week, that's why he's leading –
0: The league in fantasy fantasy points for goalkeepers.
1: goalkeepers. And he's – Playing on a
0: team that might get relegated. Yes. If Burnley could only play the teams at the top of the table, they might not get relegated.
1: (laughs) It's it's so true. (laughs)
0: They've shown that they play the top teams very well.
1: When Burnley go forward, they get blitzed. When they park the bus – they're tough. They're really disciplined. Very, very disciplined.
0: And they play really, really well. And Tom Heaton has a way of putting a force field on that goal.
1: I don't know how he has not played for England. <laughs> yeah. When
0: is he going to be the starting? Should we start that right now, Heaton, Heaton for England?
1: If he's not, that he should at least be second string. He should be. He should be. It's
0: kind of hard. Who you put? You Forrester or? or Hart? Uh, Joe Hart. Or Joe Hart, yeah. Wow, interesting. Well, cool. What will be something? What's some advice that you can reach out and give to the audience? Like your your final piece of advice uh, on this uh, on this little little interview?
1: All right, I, there's a couple of things. One, and I think Scott may have said this, and even though I disagree with Scott, I love you, Scott, but I disagree with you a lot. Don't chase points just because somebody had a good like one good week. Don't try and switch them, and then you're wasting your transfers every week on one guy that had good week. Look. At this point, we're nine games in. Yep. Look at who the top guys are. If you don't have Coutinho, Lukaku, Costa, um, Hazard.
0: So try to figure a way to get as many of those guys as
1: you can. Now, if you've already used your wild card and you can't do that, then you need to try and every week try and slowly add one of these guys. But... The guys that are leading their respective positions. We're halfway through the first second. Yeah. The guys that are leading their their the, the the leading midfielder, the leading forward, the leading defender, the leading goalie. Chances are, halfway through, they're gonna they're gonna continue that. They might not lead it all the way, but they're gonna be getting points. You need to, at this point, you need to try and have ha- at least half of those if you haven't been paying attention, because that's just gonna help you out, even if. I know that they, they they talk about on the pod people that are owned of a certain percentage by people. Yeah. Even if a lot of people continue, if a lot of people have him, if you don't have him, you're losing points every week.
0: The yes, yeah, so, some of the top if you guys. don't have
1: Costa or like
0: Sanchez today had a oh man, an I wish I had two had him. goals.
1: I wish I had him. Yeah. I couldn't afford him, so I, that's why I don't have him. Yeah. And it's tough because you can't afford every top player. I say that I so I could, so, and I could so, use my wild card to get him, but I, I don't want to do that for one player.
0: So what you would recommend? Spend the least amount of money at defense. Yes. Obviously you want to have guys that at least start.
1: You want guys that are gonna play, but you know, my my goalies combined probably cost less than, than De Gea. Nah, no, that's not true.
0: No, no it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's technically <laughs> impossible. But I mean good try. I, I get your point. <laughs> I get your point, right? Uh yeah, you have probably four point five and or four point six in Heaton and the same in in Foster yeah. from West Brom. And those those are excellent. Excellent choices. All right, well, this uh, concludes our interview for today. Matt, thanks for joining me. Thanks for hosting uh, me and my family this weekend. And, uh, listen, we have some great games tomorrow, Sunday morning, so check them out. By the time you hear this, you probably will have already checked them out. Either way, it's going to be a good time. Continue to uh, check your lineups, and always check our website at Fantasy Soccer fc.com and we continue to have more stuff available for you. Thanks again. Have a great day.